This is Basic Ball Four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Base Hit Ball 4 podcast. This is our third episode. I'm Glenn Zanegris alongside Scott Roswald, Tyler Blumenstick, and Alex Cashman is back for this episode. And today, we decided to do a little fun little activity. We have a Game 7 kind of lineup. We're going to compare and contrast our rosters. Um, and this was Scott's big idea. And, Scott, you want to go over what we were researching today? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, we, I kind of, you know, was just thinking – Something a little fun since we don't have a lot of content going on right now. Um, no games being played, obviously. I thought we could throw together what we each thought would be, you know, the ideal lineup for Game 7 in a World Series. Got to go out there and win. Uh, starting nine, uh, one starting pitcher, one reliever, and then a DH. We went American League rules, um, you know, get that extra bat in the lineup. So I don't know where you guys want to start. I think we start with our starting pitchers. Well, before um, we get of, into names, I'm curious how you guys dissected Major League Baseball and came up with your starting nine. Uh, did you go by 2019? Did you go by career? Did you go by gut? What did you guys do? So I went based off of – I wanted a balanced team, first of all. Um, I didn't want to go with basically just give you like an all-star roster. I went more of postseason statistics over the course of a career. And if there really wasn't a guy at that position that I thought would be suitable for the team, I just kind of threw postseason out the window and went with somebody who maybe who's like an upcoming star that hasn't played in the playoffs. Um, I got to imagine we're all going to have Mike Trout in there who doesn't have much playoff experience, but he's Mike Trout. So, you know, I'm interesting. I'm interested to see where this goes and yeah, I'm excited for this. This should be pretty cool. I've never done anything like this. Now cash. How'd you come up with your team? Uh, I'm a big average guy. So all my guys have so pretty batting high. average. Yeah. A, all my guys are pretty high batting average. I think that home runs can get you to the playoffs, but they won't win your World Series. Uh, so uh, that's kind of what I went, went on. And, and you, postseason Scotty, experience. Postseason experience? I didn't do postseason experience in mine. I, I didn't. I, I don't know. I just don't find that much weight. I'm going to go just by use the entire 2020 Yankee starting lineup. I have two Yankees. Don't spoil it. That's All right. It. That's fair. I guess I do too now. I didn't know we were doing DH. But I just put another DH. Guess, in who happens guess you didn't read the chat. No, I, I just missed the chat. That part. Yeah. So uh, I kind of went kind of off of everything. Some feel, some postseason, you know, history, some regular season guys. Um, I just I kind of just went through it. Guys I like. There's some people that I actually hate on my roster, but they have a good reputation. They're great players, so I, I put them into my roster. Um, so I think I have a good balance of, you know, history and just feel. So. All right. All right. Now, before we get started, finally, I have a question to ask. How many of you guys have a Houston Astro on your team? Oh, Tyler. It's one. It's one guy. That I, I, have I know one who it is, one. too. And it's a, you're a fraud. All right. I really, I'm curious. It's one, one Astro. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait a while for this one. I have, oh, really? I have one as an honorable mention. I have okay. no Astros. I didn't even I think did putting an Astro mention. on my team. I, me and I, Cash, the few things me and Cash agree on. I thought about this it and a, I said, yeah, absolutely no. No, not putting an Astro just for the principle uh, of it. No garbage cans are allowed in my field. So how do you guys want to do this? You want to start uh, starting pitcher? You got yeah, to start. Yeah, so we go from pitcher. Yeah. So starting at one with the pitcher. Yeah, let's do that. All right, Scott, this is your master idea. You go first. 
All right. So uh, with my starting pitcher for this roster, um, I'm taking Max Scherzer. Um, guy's an absolute psychopath. Um, he's just an absolute gamer. Last year he broke his nose, and then one day later he came out and started a game against the Phillies and struck out ten batters through seven shutout innings. He's crazy. He he yells at himself on the mound. He's he scares me. He's intimidating. Um, one of the other things I wrote down, he's been a top five Cy Young Award candidate for, since 2013, and he's won three times. The guy's an elite pitcher. Um, if I have to go out and win a game, I'm taking Scherzer. Now, I'm curious about that pick with Scherzer because his counterpart in his rotation was the MVP of the World Series in Strasburg. Did you think about using Strasburg instead? Uh, I did not uh, even consider Steven Strasburg. Um, he yeah, had a great postseason, did win World Series MVP, but when I think of dominant starting pitchers in Major League Baseball, uh, Max Scherzer is definitely at that top of the list, as I mentioned. Uh, just he's, he's a competitor. He's a gamer. He's, he, I think he can win me you know, the most important game of the season. All right, Tyler, how about you? So I struggled with this one a little bit. I, was gonna, I had Scherzer typed in there. Um, I actually have him as my honorable mention, as well as Justin Verlander. But I decided to go with Madison Bumgarner. Um, he has an 8-3 and three postseason record, um, all-time with a 2.1 ERA. Um, he's, but that, that's just his postseason record. Now you narrow that down even further. Madison Bumgarner is 4-0 in the World Series with a .25 ERA. Now, to get an ERA that low while still allowing a run, Listen to this. 36 innings pitched, one earned run. I mean, I, 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 just, I just want that in there. I mean, you, you got to go with the guy. He might be at the tail end of his career here. But when you're talking, like, in terms of this, a guy you want to go out there and take the ball in Game 7, I'm going to go with Madison Bumgarner. But is he the guy you want on Game 7 of the World Series in October of 2020? Listen, and it's, not 20, to... it's not 2014. It's been six years. It's not. Correct. But, but look – this guy is still Madison Bumgarner. Um, he's had some struggles. He's a freaking – he's a creature. I mean, with the, the, the what is it, bull riding, rodeo, something like that? Yeah. That's wild. But, no, I mean, look, the stats are the stats, and I, I like to – I tend to be a contrarian sometimes, so I'll go with Bumgarner here. It's not like a sexy pick, but the stats back it up, so I'll take it. Cash, you look upset. Yeah, I am a little bit. Because when are you not upset? No, it's a it's a good upset. I had Madison Bumgarner also penciled in, and I took him out because uh, happens. I, I just thought he's past his prime. Um, but That's I'm, a happy, good argument, I'm happy. I'm happy. Tyler took him. Yeah, I didn't even um, think. I didn't even think about him, which yeah, I'm surprised I forgot about him. But I didn't think savage. about him because he's not in his prime anymore. I went by if the game was today. Well, no, I still, even if the game was today, you know, I, yeah. I also thought about, I'll tell you right now, and is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, before you go into who you picked, if, if Bumgarner was the same guy, San Francisco would have spent the money. Am I wrong? Yeah. That's they true. let him yeah, go but, to a divisional rival. But the postseason's a different animal, Glenn. That's it. It's fair enough. It's true. Yeah, I didn't put much stock into postseason experience on mine. So that's just well, where we differ. Uh, okay, that's why you're not going to be a GM. <laughs> you have to get there first. So if you want to be a GM, you got to get there. Go ahead. Um, so I just want to point out that 
if this was last year, I, I'm putting CC Zabathia. I don't. He could be 65. If he's in the league, I want him on the bump for Game Seven. I really don't care. The guy's an absolute monster. Uh, alas, he retired, so I couldn't use him. Um, I did have Verlander penciled in after Bumgarner, and because he's an Astro, I took him out. So I'm gonna go with. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go with Jacob Degrom. I have Jacob Degrom. We, we were, I mean, we're good pick. The guy's the guy is an absolute monster. Put him on a good team, and he goes 21 and 0 every year. I mean, he oh, absolutely. Just, his ERA is phenomenal. Uh, he could win. He could win Cy Young every year, and I don't think anyone would complain. I mean, the guy is just an absolute workhorse. Every five days, you know the Mets are going to get a good outing from him. They just do not score for him. But uh, Game Seven, it hurts me to say, but Jacob Degrom is my guy, ten out of ten times. I mean, if you have a team that's good enough to make it to Game Seven of the World Series, then Jacob Degrom is going to have like twenty-five wins in a season. You know, uh, it's, it's just absolutely. Realistically, disgrace what the Mets have done to him. He needs three runs. He yeah. needs three runs. Three runs, right, you win so the game. He went 11-8 and eight last year, 2.43 ERA, which is better than Garrett Cole. 204 innings pitched, 255 Ks, and then a, nine point, a .971 whip. It's unreal. What was his ERA? 2.43. So you put him on a team with the, ro- the roster that any of us put together here tonight. He's literally going – He's winning every start. Yeah. He's electric. He has the fastball that reaches 100. He has the wipeout slider and the changeup. The Mets, it's funny. They just don't score for him. They just lay down, and they They just just expect him to go eight innings and give up two, and then they'll hopefully scratch across three. It just happens less likely than it does actually happens. So that's my guy right there. So me and Cash actually agree. Who would have thought that we would agree at all? Yeah, I'm going to go burn myself now. Surprising. It's very surprising. All right, let's go to the starting pitcher's battery mate, catcher. I'll go first. I put JT Romuto from the Phillies. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Why? Guy's a beast. 275, I also 25 have home JT runs, Romuto. 83 RB. Oh, uh, this is weird. I don't like this at all, then. I don't like this exercise. Bitches Scott has him, too. Two-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, Gold Glove winner, 47% caught stealing rate, which is best in baseball last year. Throughout 43 runners, he has a 493, a .493 slugging percentage. I think overall the best catcher in baseball, JT. Yeah, I would agree. The guy's the guy's an absolute stud. Um, I I hope the Phillies lock him up long term. What he did defensively last year, let alone, is good enough. Um, if he hit 220, he would still be, you know, valuable as a as a player in the major leagues. But you throw the bat, and he's absolutely um, the best catcher in baseball. So going off of that, I do not have JT Romuto as my starting catcher. Wow. I, he's, he's my honorable mention there. I have two names written down. It's JT Romuto, and my starting catcher is Yadier Molina. The so guy I. is longevity. He has been a stud behind the plate for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's been up since 2004, I believe, when they went to the World Series. Um, defensively, he won um, eight straight gold gloves, nine overall. He won those – up until 2015, he had won a gold glove, and then he won one again in 2018. Um, his career postseason stats, 273 batting average, 327 on base, 356 slugging. Then in the World Series, that jumps up to 328, 395, and 403. 
Clutch the matters. Guy, it, it does. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, his teammate, uh, Jack Flaherty, said, if I want somebody up at the plate in a clutch spot in the season, I want Yadier Molina. He comes up clutch. Um, obviously, he's at the end of his career. But from what he's done, I, I just couldn't not put him in my lineup. And he's also going to call a great game, like a spectacular, flawless game. He's one of the best pitch callers. He can control a game. I think he's, I think he's one of the best. But right now, that, that, I'll always come back for the rest of this segment. Right now, 2020, I'm going to go with the most talented guy in JT, but I'm not going to fault you for going with a future Hall of Famer in Yachty and a world champion. Yep. All right, so Ty, you had him too, Ty? Yeah, I had Yachty also um, for all of the same reasons. I mean, look, you look at this and it's not the craziest pick, but Madison Bumgarner and Yachty Molina can get this done in a game seven. I don't care what year it is. They can get it done. And then that was my reasoning. That's it. You list the stats and clutch matters. I literally have it written right here in my notes. Clutch matters. That's it. So catchers that didn't make the cut on either – Guys like Gary Sanchez, Osmondi Grandal. Right. I'm sorry, I gotta say, it. Gary Sanchez didn't even come to my mind. Yeah, I, mean, I, agree, I agree. Also, the, here's the I thing: mean, you got Sanchez, a guy in third. You got a guy in third. The guy's gonna score. Gary Sanchez. My problem with him is he's either very, very good or he's very, very bad. And yeah. I need to count on someone who's a little bit more consistent than Gary Sanchez, who can hit three home runs in a game. One day, and then the next day, strike out four times on a slider down. I'm not even talking about offensively because you want my opinion. I, I didn't even consider offensive, Matt. Like, I don't care. For my catcher position, I need the guy to call the game, and I need him to block the pitches in the dirt. So, for me, you know, I, I had Molina uh, on the bottom of my list also, but I just thought that they had a very similar defensive-wise uh, between Real Muto and Molina. And – you know, at the end of the day, Real Muto had a better average, but any other catchers? Realistically, catcher? as a catcher, Posey, possibly. Yeah, I had Buster Posey written down too. He's another. I think guy. he's way past his prime, and I hate him. But he's a guy. <laughs> is he, who, is he every, not at first base now? I thought he was at first base. I think they they play him there from time to time. Brandon Belt's still at first base, um, but you know, since Posey came up, he what won Rookie of the Year, MVP, World Series within the first four years of his career. Yeah, the dude he was, was a, a phenomenal monster. player when he first came up, but um, longevity-wise, he doesn't have I, it. I really would have loved to see Maurer. I mean, obviously he's, he retired. He's retired. Oh, okay. No, I get that. That's why I didn't put him in, but I'm just saying, I think he was he's one of the best catchers of all time. Yeah, without a doubt. Just wanted to give my two cents. Okay. He just never went far in the playoffs. Never went far enough in the playoffs. Well, neither did DeGrom. We both have him in here. DeGrom made it to the World Series. Yeah, but I don't count that. Uh, he wasn't Jacob DeGrom in 2015, but he still has World Series experience. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just adding some facts. It's just not, he's not the same. It wasn't the same guy. He's got a four-mile-per-hour difference on his fastball. It's just not the same guy. But All, all right, right Cash, continue, give me Glenn. your first base. Give me your first baseman, Cash. Glenn, if we have the same first baseman, I just want you to know I'm signing off. Okay, go ahead. Go. <laughs> I got Paul, give me your worst. Paul, Paul Goldschmidt. Nope. Different. Paul Goldschmidt is a great contact guy. He's a great power guy. He's a great defensive first baseman, and he's also a leader. And that's kind of what I look at at first base. Like, obviously, catchers, like the quarterback of the aren't defense. You a, aren't you against clubhouse guys no, being like I'm a against, thing? No, 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 no. I'm against clubhouse guy being the only reason he's on the team. <laughs> but I think it's Todd a great addition to have. 
Um, no, you know, I do think that um, the catcher is the quarterback of the of the defense, but the first baseman is kind of the main guy for the infield. He calls the shots, and uh, I think he's a great guy to have, and I'd count on him for any game seven. I always thought the shortstop was the guy that called the shots in the infield. No, that's just because you were a big Jeter guy, and Jeter called the shots. Jeter could call the shots from the bench. Yeah, that's right. He can. He can call the shots from his mansion in Miami for the Yankees, for all I care. Scott, who's your first That's Tom Brady's mansion. Oh, it's in Tampa Bay. Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Forget it. So uh, I'm taking a guy who has mainly played outfield, um, but is a first baseman, uh, and Cody Bellinger, uh, reigning MVP for the National League, was phenomenal last year. 47 homers, 150 RBIs. Does have, you know, a little – not a great postseason track record so far in his three years, but his talent is there. And if for some reason I, you know, I have to go move him into the outfield, he's an elite defender, can play all three outfield positions. I am taking away some of his defensive ability by sticking him at first base. Um, But I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's going to be a star in this league for a long time. And he can also go out and steal base too. Guy does it all. Uh, Big left-handed bet. So I'm sticking uh, Cody Bellinger right in the middle of my lineup. Now, did it bother you that he's not a full-time first baseman? Or did you just it put him in there because you couldn't put him in the outfield because your outfield's set? You need to yeah, put him at first. I, my three outfielders um, are probably not as good. I mean, two of the three are not as good as him. Um, and since he has that ability to play first base – I thought you might, you know, might as well just put him there. It's a fantasy world over here, so I'm playing Cody Bellinger at first base. All right, Tyler, what do you got? All right. So I went. I, I mean, I figured this is going to be an unpopular pick here, but it's not a bad pick in my opinion. I went with Freddie Freeman. Um, he is a two eighty-six. I love that. He's a two eighty-six career postseason hitter. I mean, it's respectable. It's absolutely respectable, especially in the postseason. Um, like Cash mentioned about um, Paul Goldschmidt, he's also a leader. Um, he's, he's one of those guys, and his glove is there. He's got a great, great glove. So, I mean, my reasoning here, there's nothing statistically overwhelming about Freddie Freeman postseason-wise. Like, without a doubt, is probably putting together a really quiet Hall of Fame case right now. Um, but I feel like if it wasn't Cody Bellinger at first, there's a lot of underwhelming picks that I could have made here. Um, so honorable mention, I'm going to smack you in the face again with something you're not going to expect. I considered David Freeze for first base here. Um, David Freeze retired. Did he? Yeah. Last year. Baseball reference still has him as a Dodger. I think he, I, I believe he retired. I get where you're going with it. You're big into I the mean, postseason. You're That's why he's honorable mention. Experience. Look, you're not picking a guy. I thought to, about David Murphy win a game in the regular season. Daniel Murphy. Daniel Whatever. or David? What did I? What did yeah. I say? David. You said David. David was I an outfielder for the Rangers for a while. All right. Well, I met Daniel Murphy. He's a secondary position first baseman in the show, so I thought about it. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, regardless, I was considering guys like Anthony Rizzo, um, and I also wanted to make this as realistic as possible with a lefty-righty split. So I wanted to go with a lefty first baseman. Goldschmidt would have been good for me, but I wanted to go left-handed. So Freddie Freeman See, is. I also have Freddie Freeman. I think okay. this guy is severely underrated. Last year, he went hit 290. Oh, now I like the pick less, Tyler. 
295, son of a bitch, 295, <laughs> 38 home runs, 121 RBIs. He's a four-time All-Star. He's won a gold glove, and he's been top 10 in the MVP voting in back-to-back years. Guys, yeah, you also got you to look at a guy like that and just be able to trust the judgment, too. The guy's got great judgment on and off the field. So me and, me and Tyler agree here. Freddie Freeman. I know. Scott, what are your thoughts on His Freddie Freeman? His wife's hot. guy. Uh, I got it. Freddie Freeman was uh, <laughs> Freddie Freeman was my second choice. I had him listed right next to Bellinger. If I wasn't gonna have Bellinger, I gotta go Freddie Freeman. I've actually had him on my fantasy baseball team the last, I think, three years, and he's been an absolute stud. He is consistent day in, day out. You know what you're gonna get from Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. He's gonna hit in the middle of your lineup. He's been doing that for a long time now. Um, as much as I hate seeing him all the time playing the Braves, the guy's good, and you can't deny it. So I would have been perfectly fine with taking Freddie Freeman as well. It's not a heavy first base generation that we're living in. No. I mean, who else out there? Eric Hosmer's out there. I don't know who else is out there. Pete Alonso. Eric Hosmer. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. That's Pete Alonso is a Eric sneaky Hosmer. pick. I didn't even think of that. Hosmer declined exponentially once he signed that contract with the Padres. He's sense. never been elite, but he, he earned he that He had money. some good years. He, he carried, had a, he was a he won that World Series. That World Series, yeah. He was he was heart and soul that Royal team in 2015. But he's not a top. Well, they also tier played the Mets. Baseman. That's fair. So yeah, got an asterisk next and, to it. And Pete Alonzo is probably somebody who you could probably take moving young. forwards. With the 53 home runs last year, we don't know right. what he'll do this year, what he's going to do in the future. He's just a rookie, so a couple more years, see if he can consistently be a guy. He's probably going to be one of the top first basemen for a while. All right. Um, so for second base, I decided to go with the first Yankee on my roster. I went with Glaber Torres, actually, at second base. Um, we haven't really – seen like a crazy amount of years out of Glaber in the postseason only because he still is only 22 as if you haven't been reminded enough. Um, he's 23 actually. He's now 23. All right. He's 23. Well, Turn 23 in December. There you go. You would know. Glenn would know. I, I do know. Has it taste? Um, oh God. <laughs> so he's got a three, 302 <laughs> postseason average. Um, He's a spark plug. I mean, I don't really have to go into much depth on Gleyber Torres here. He's a guy that gets the gets the ball rolling. He keeps rallies moving, and that's it. I mean, you want that guy on your roster, and his glove is good. And, I mean, I, I like it better at second base and shortstop, to be honest. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not in the Yankees. See, the thing office, is, he so is a shortstop now. I know, but, I look, I, I don't know. He's going to get better with time. But of course. But as of now, I'm, I'm going to go with him at, at second base here. Two-time All-Star already, hit 38 home runs last year. Absolute stud. Absolute stud. One of my favorites in the game. And is he not your second baseman, Glenn? He's not. Wow. He's not my yeah, second baseman. He's your shortstop, that's why. He's, uh-huh, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. My, sec- my second baseman is DJ LeMahieu, the current second baseman for the Yankees. I mean, what can you say about DJ LeMahieu last year? Hit 327, 26 home runs, 102 RBIs, three-time All-Star, a batting title, Three-time gold gloves. He has a silver slugger. On-base percentage of 375. You talk about spark bugs, Tyler. This guy, where would the Yankees be last year without DJ LeMahieu? A guy who didn't even start on opening day. Remember, it was Troy Tulowitzki at shortstop for the Yankees on opening day with Glaber at second. And 
Urshela, or, or I'm sorry, it was Andrew Hart at third, and LeMahieu was on the bench. And then he just turned into probably the best hitter on the team. He had that huge home run in game six that was all for nothing 10 minutes later. Uh, DJ because LeMahieu, they cheated. Because they cheated. Because they cheated. Just an absolute stud, DJ LeMahieu. So I, I don't, I'm not going to put Jose Altuve on my team. I, want, I hate him. I despise Jose Altuve. So the next best thing is DJ LeMahieu. I actually had a, have a note here. It said It says not choosing Altuve. And my honorable mention was Ozzy Albies. <laughs> Ozzy, I actually thought of the kid in Arizona, um, Cattell Marte, who had an absolute breakout year. I have his stats in front of me. This guy, 7.2 war, 32 home runs, 92 RBIs. You don't hear about him because he's out in Arizona in the desert. But the Diamondbacks sneaky, 185 games. Kids, uh, kids are not because they have nice uniforms. I was was thinking about putting Marte in there, but I went went with my guy, DJ. I like that pick. DJ LeMay, he was phenomenal. He's been consistent his entire career. Um, some may have attributed it to um, playing in Colorado, the thin air up there at Coors Field. But he, he came into Yankee Stadium this year and uh, this past season and proved that the guy can just flat out hit. The dude's a gamer. Can play all four infield positions if you need him to. Um, one goal gloves at uh, second base. I think that's a great pick. I, uh, I went off the beaten path a little bit here. Um, I went out to uh, the Midwest, and I took um, Whit Merrifield from the Kansas City Royals. He's okay. been a, a very solid player over the last three years for the Royals in uh, you know, a team that has won very few games, hasn't been noticed, led the league in steals two years, is hit over 300. Um, I just think he's a very consistent player. I, I love the way he plays. He plays hard. Um, he won. I, I don't know. It probably does, means nothing. He was a member of the 2010 uh, South Carolina Gamecocks that won a college award series. Um, he, he played a big role on that team. So he, he knows what it takes to win in big spots. He missed being on the World Series team by one year. He came up in 2016 for the Royals. Um, hasn't seen that success as a team, um, but he's been a really good player. I like Whit Merrifield and another guy who's versatile defensively can play um, all three outfield spots plus second base. So I'm rolling with uh, with Whit. So I have a little unique thing here between second base and shortstop. So I'm going to roll over the two together. I couldn't decide. Who gives you that authority to do that? I don't really care what you have to say. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, I'm the host. No, I'm kidding. So uh, I couldn't decide. So it depends on who is – it depends on how I wake up that morning. So at second base, um, I have LeMayhew. Uh, but that's with Glaber playing shortstop. With Didi playing shortstop, I have Glaber at second. And I, I think I really want Didi in that lineup. So I'm going to have Glaber at second base and Didi at short. I mean, Didi's proven that he can play in the postseason. He's proven to be a great clubhouse guy. and a good tie. And uh, he's proven to be a spark plug when it's needed. And uh, that's something that you need in a game seven. And, you know, that's, I'll never forget the roar of the crowd when the Yankees were down 3 nothings to the Twins in the first inning. I was ready to go home. And Didi just comes up and hits a three-run home run. I, 
I think I peed myself a little. It was honestly <laughs> one of the most unbelievable experiences in my life. I've been to hundreds of sporting events that might be the top. I, it was truly, I, I was shaking. The stadium was shaking. I thought Yankee Stadium was going to crumble down. So I got DD in my lineup. The dude can hit when it matters. And when that home run was hit, me and Tyler were in that apartment on Cedar Ave yeah. in Long Branch going nuts. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I, it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Didi. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm still so devastated that Didi's not in the Yankees. It was such a As quiet the, exit. The Phillies, too. yeah, it was. The Phillies got such a good player, and if he bounces back, and he's the guy from 17 and 18, Phillies are going to have a very, very good shortstop, and the next year, he's going to get, he's going to get paid. We talked about it a little bit about Didi specifically last week on the show, and how this shortened season, or if there is no season, really hurts his free agency. Um, if there is a season, I expect DD to go off and then get his money the next year. I hope he does because he deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah, so to, uh, to continue on DD, he's my shortstop as well. Ayo. I, wrote, I wrote down three things for DD Gregorius. I wrote down three-run homer in the wild card game. That team easily could have rolled over and died. Uh, after Severino got absolutely toasted in the first inning. But Didi came in, saved their bacon. Um, that, as you guys mentioned, that stadium went nuts. It turned that game around for them, saved their turned season. The se- saved the season, yeah. I wrote The next thing I wrote down um, was he took over for Derek Jeter. Probably the hardest thing that anybody could have done in sports, and, and specifically in baseball in the last 20 years, is to take over, for, take over for Derek Jeter. When it happened, I was like, ah, oh, Didi Gregorius, below average player, plus glove, but nothing special. See how long he lasts there. Guys blossomed um, into an absolute star. Um, and then the third thing I wrote down was uh, clubhouse guy. Um, I'm excited for him to be in Philly this year, um, bring that postseason experience and leadership uh, to the shortstop position for the Philadelphia Phillies, something they haven't had since Jimmy Rollins left. So I'm taking, uh, taking DD. All right. I'm surprised we got two DDs here. Um, I'm not uh, going DD here. Neither am I. Um, I went with a switch hitter. Um, I went with Francisco Lindor. Uh, he's a 276 postseason hitter. Um, his defense is there. Um, it's plenty to play shortstop. Um, he's, he's got it. I mean, he's a morale booster. He's like one of those young guys, another spark plug. Um, him and Glaber in the middle infield would be everything that I would need here. Um, yeah, I mean, honorable mention. I was going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr., um, but I had to go with the postseason experience here although they didn't pull it out at home in that game seven which is a great game i rewatched it yesterday when they had it on it's a phenomenal um, game unbelievable game we actually had a fire drill um yeah we that were game. sitting in um shadows yeah it was six six top of the ninth i posted a very um it was not a viral snapchat necessarily but some people like that had me on my friends list like at that time we constantly still bring it up to this day that like i went on this little rant like showing the fire drill thing, like blinking on the wall, then flashing back to the TV. It was literally the ninth inning, 6-6. Did you save it? I don't know. I could look for it. It's possible I have it. I want to see this. I don't think Um, I've ever ran that fast in my life. We sprinted from our room to shadows. If I have it, I will edit it right in, right after this. Good. How's that? 
I, I love Francis Lindor. I think over the course of 162, I think Lindor is probably the best shortstop in baseball. I don't know if there's really a big argument for that. Um, what's really interesting for me about Lindor is what Cleveland's going to do with him. Are they going to trade yeah. him? Are they going to find the money him. to sign him? They're going to trade him. What do you think? Came out and what do you think he can go? When is he a free agent exactly? Is After it next this year. off season or next off season? Next. I want. I would. I. I assume because Cleveland already traded Kluber, so I think they're just going to start dealing. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure the do- team like the Dodgers might be in play. They can move people around. I don't. I'm. I'm curious to see what kind of suitors Cleveland has for Lindor. The Dodgers have to be careful though, because the Dodgers just, just always involved. It's true, but like if you want to sign Mookie, you're going to have to sign. Bellinger. They're not going to resign Mookie. You gave up a lot opinion. for him, man. I It'll mean, never know. happen, but a good fit for Lindor would probably be the Mets and then move Rosario to like third base or something. They'll never do it because they won't spend the money to lock up Lindor a long time, but that's probably the perfect fit for Lindor at the moment. Um, my shortstop, I don't have Lindor. I have one of my favorite guys in baseball. Every time I see this guy at the plate, if it's on MLB Network, they're showing a live look in. I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to watch this guy. I think he's one of the most dynamic players on and off the field. Offense, defense, doesn't matter. I'm going with Javier Baez as my shortstop. Guy last you don't year, have Glaber on your team? No, I don't have Glaber on my team. That's shocking Instead, to me. For, for a guy that, oh, man. I don't know. What, you wow. Guys, you guys don't like Javi? 281, do, 29 home runs, 85 what? RBIs, two-time wow. All-Star, Silver Slugger. I'm shocked. I looked this up I, when I was doing my research. Shocked he does not have a gold glove. Good. You're putting together an all-future Hall of Fame team here instead of a team to win the Game 7. Well, wouldn't a future Hall of Fame team win a Game 7? No. I don't know. I have some I guys to, on here I mean, that aren't going to make the Hall about, of Fame. You talk about, Tyler, playoff Glenn. experience and success. This guy in 2016 had some big home runs, especially one in Game 7 of the World Series in 2016. Um, I, I Glenn, put my team up against your team and I'll put a thousand dollar bet on it. Just like when we played one-on-one at Boylan and you lost. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I lost miserably. Yeah, you did. I, I'm not going to oh. say Glenn, I didn't. Postseason I, what batting do you not, stats. What do, you, what do you guys have against Javi Baez? It's not that I have nothing against Javi Baez, but like I, he's proven nothing and to put him over. Proven nothing. How's he yeah, he's up? proven us. He's an Two-time unbelievable fielder. Hey, listen, I'm speaking. He's an unbelievable fielder, but you take away his unbelievable fielding ability, he's an average baseball player at best. Oh, I disagree. Wholeheartedly. I, I okay, disagree well, with that. But look, okay. postseason batting, 228 over four Yikes. years, eight series. Um, he's got five home runs in 34 games, 26 hits, five doubles. I mean – 14 ribbies in 34 games. In the World Series, he's 5 for 30, 167 average in seven games. That's extremely underwhelming. Look, he's a great baseball player, and don't get me wrong, but game seven, a guy that you want up in the plate, like one out of nine players, like I, I'm leaving him out. He's not one of my top nine guys. Scott, you're going to back me up on Javi Baez, or you're going to jump, jump on me? I, I like Javi Baez. He's a very talented player, as we've mentioned. Um, has a There's so power. many other shortstops. Great, great defensively. Um, he's not my favorite guy in the league. I'd probably take Lindor over him. Um, and I took Didi just because of the leadership. Um, I mean, he's he's a guy in consideration for that you know top shortstop spot. I'm not saying that he's not talented, um, but the postseason stats do stand out. He really did struggle um, in those postseason runs for the Cubs. 
Um, so that's why I left him off. I, don't know. I love Javi Baez. He can, I, I be, like he can him. be my shortstop I, any day of the week. I like him, and, and I enjoy watching him a lot. I think he's really exciting to watch. But if I'm putting a get together a lineup that I need to win, he's just not – I don't even think about it, putting him on. Other guys that we there's a it's a big big shortstop crop like Tatis is there, uh, Machado can be considered a shortstop, Correa, nobody's no, no, none of us are going to pick Astros but it's just I feel like there's no wrong pick at shortstop in this day and age. Uh, Javi Baez is the wrong pick at shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just upset you after all the love you give Glaber that you left him off, not for Lindor, not for Didi. But for Javier Baez, I love that's Javier. a little upsetting. All right, we got the hot Listen, corner. Glaber's my favorite guy. All right, in the league, I th- I'm sorry. I thought Javi Baez was a good pick. If you guys don't care or don't agree, Look, I, don't agree. you can't really hate it so much. Thank you. But like, like I, I don't know. I don't. I just like feel it. like there's better picks. But I mean, that's why these are individual teams. So you think Javi? You think Didi Gregorius is a better player than Javi Baez? Yeah. No. I mean, yes. yeah. I don't yes. think so. Well, I think they're I in the same agree. conversation. Not I defensively. They just have different tool sets. I mean, Didi's more of a – I think Didi's more clutch than Javi Baez is. I mean, Baez gets his hits, but, I mean, you, you really can't compare Javi Baez's glove. But, nece- but, all right, let's put it here. Is he necessarily a great fielder, or is it when he makes those flashy plays it just looks that much better? Like, I know he's not a bad fielder. You know, I don't I watch he's great nine fielder. innings of every Cubs game ever since he's been in the league, but he makes Defensively, I would take LeMahieu over Baez 10 out of 10 times. I'm talking about shortstop. No, I know. And at shortstop, I, I think that LeMahieu is DJ's a better never defender. Played, does, DJ hasn't played shortstop. Yes, he has. No. DJ LeMahieu has not played not, shortstop. Not a ton. But he played some. I'm, what I'm saying, Javi Baez doesn't only play shortstop. Tyler's right. He just makes it look good. I'm not saying that he's bad. Don't twist my words here. Javier Baez is an unbelievable player. I'm not saying he's not, but he makes himself look better than he is. That's fine. Hold on real quick. Before we move off of this, I'm checking. DJ LeMahieu has played a total of four games at shortstop. <laughs> All right, so he has. It's enough. It's enough. <laughs> It's enough yeah, sample size to say he's a better shortstop. And Javier by four Baez. games, I mean four innings also. One inning per game. Probably not, in a double switch situation. Not, not your problem. problem. You made this he absurd statement. <laughs> he played there. And my thing is, not, I'm not, it's not my problem. All right, moving on. <laughs> Go to third. I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. There's no it. way we don't all have the same third baseman, right? Can we agree on that? I feel like we should all have the same third baseman. I went I with Anthony Rendon. Wow. Uh, wow. No, um, I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> wow. See, look. See, he's going too much on the playoffs instead of the better player. But you got to have Arenado at third, man. Exactly. You have to Listen. have Arenado. All right. Arenado is my honorable mention here. Honorable mention. Rendon <laughs> is a 282 postseason average. Right. He's in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. He's just turning it on. Sure. And I just feel like, look, I'm not going to tell you. And he'll never play in the playoffs wrong. again because he's playing for the Angels. That doesn't matter. He's playing in, the, he's playing in game seven right now. He's here. <laughs> He's right here at the, t- the tip of his fingers. Glenn. Come on. I mean, I got to give him credit. He had an unbelievable October last year. All right. Year. Well, I'm going to say looked, 
that for one game, gun to your head, you're, you need a third baseman, and you're not picking Nolan Arenado. You're, you're lost. Did you, did you see Rendon lost. play last year? I Come did on. see him play last year. Scott saw Very him play good an awful player. lot. Very good player. In fact, Very I would say player. that he's a spectacular player. Not, not Nolan Arenado. He's not Nolan Arenado. Look, postseason batting. He's oh played God. three separate years, five different games. Arenado has a 190 postseason average. If it was 250, you'd, I think I'd have a case. But it's 190. I'm sorry. This, in this He's got case, one homer. Not, he doesn't have case, a sample size. In this case, I, I'm not going to take the postseason like that. I, I don't know, man. 190 is, is bad. And, and it's fairly I mean, recent, listen, 2017, it's 2018. Me, it's hard for me to sit here and say that your pick is awful because he's he just got a fat contract. Like, he's an unbelievable player, and he had a great October last year. So, yeah, obviously, he could turn it on in the playoffs. But, man, fucking Arenado. I don't know if I want to make my pick now. I think I'm going to get roasted. 315 wow. average for Arenado. <laughs> I might have to change my pick. 41 home runs, 118 RBIs. He has four silver suggers. He has seven gold gloves. He has three platinum gloves, which means all positions he's the best. Dude, I'm not he's, telling you he's, he's a not top, a good baseball player. He's a top five player in the entire league. Glenn, you're, you're missing his point. I mean, it's, That's fine. it's 1A and I, 1B just... at this point. Look, isn't all of this isn't this all of this one A and one B? No, I mean I think that's a hard one to argue because Rendon is probably the second best third baseman in MLB right now. But numbers wise in October, he's by far number one. You can't. And that's why not Tyler Nolan Arenado's fault. He plays how many career games in the playoffs? I didn't say it was Nolan Arenado's but, fault. But that's why the game he did play. Third. He's played five games in the playoffs. Five over the course of three years, five. two wild card games and one divisional series. Uh, wild cards on he's, the playoffs. Sorry. Regardless, he's played five. He's got 23 at-bats, and he's knocked the ball through the infield four times. I think, you're put, I think in general, I think you're putting way too much stock in postseason. Seven oh, strikeouts in five games. Lose. Seven strikeouts, five games. That just shows me that the guy's got blurred vision in the playoffs, as far as I know now. And I'm not picking him as my third baseman. I don't think five games is a large enough sample size to say someone's a bad postseason player. He didn't say he was a bad postseason player. You're implying that he's a bad player. No, he's not. He just from he the is. numbers I have October. in front of me. He's from the numbers I got October. in front of me. 2018, two Octobers ago. Oh my Scott, go ahead. Well, I feel like I'm gonna get bullied into Wait, hold on. Before pick. you before you go, Cash, didn't you pick Arenado too? Yeah, and I'm Okay, then what are we arguing? Why are we arguing? Because I'm sticking <laughs> by my pick, but what I'm saying is that off of last year's postseason numbers, that's Tyler's philosophy in this whole day, right? His whole team is based off postseason numbers. I'm not surprised that he picked um, uh, Rendon. I, I disagree, but I, I I could see his point. It's not like like you. I, I cannot see your point in taking Javi Baez. I would yeah. I, I would see, say my Rendon pick has more of a basis than that Baez pick. Yeah, you just like the way Baez looks when he love, plays. Love me some Javi Baez. I okay, do too. So now to this is fair. getting weird. So Scott, why don't you go on? I think I know where Scott weird. is going with this. I love Javier Baez. He's, Go ahead. Who do you think I'm taking? Who do you think I'm taking, Ty? Jose Ramirez. No, I'm not. Um, I I love the two picks of Rendon and Arenado, probably the two best third basemen in the league. Um, But for some reason, I am just – I think Devers uh, or something. No, I'm attracted to Josh Donaldson and his game. I love love Josh Donaldson. But what's going on over there? He said, he's like, I'm attracted to Josh Donaldson. You kind of have a Donaldson look going on. You should not be ashamed of that. I don't think you should be ashamed of that. 
He, yeah, the guy nice too. from from 2013 to 2017. I know it's three years now has passed. The guy was a top ten player in the league. He won MVP uh, that one year and is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know. He just he he's just stands out to me every time I've watched him play. He's a ball player. Yeah, he really is. Okay. He he played. He had a great comeback here last year with the Atlanta Braves. That that might have been some of it where I watched him play a lot last year. Um, I was vouching for the Phillies to go sign him on a short term deal this offseason. season, um, but fortunately, he did have him, a great he, year with the Braves. He parlayed that into a nice was it four year contract with the Minnesota Twins. Um, hopefully, he can stay healthy for these last couple years of his career here. He's put up big numbers. Um, his postseason numbers don't, you know, stand out. It's 260 uh, average, 335 on base, and 433 slugging. Uh, it's good numbers. They're not, you know, the best of all time. They're not the worst. I just like him at third base. He, he's, he's my guy. I can't argue. All right. Can't argue that either. All right. I'm glad I wasn't bullied because I thought after that conversation I might, uh, you know, I think it's a bad pick, here. but I already used okay. my bullying on Glenn, so that, that's fair. That's fair. One bully just, token per position. <laughs> it's it's whatever. You know what? If you guys want to just make fun of my picks, it's fine. Well, it's because you're going to lose. I'm not going to lose. I have the best player at each position. Oh yeah, is this a good time to drop the plan for this? Drop the plan. The MLB so, the show. MLB the show tournament. Yeah. So cash, yeah, we're going to take these rosters. Yeah, I think um, we should we should take these rosters, make a team, and it will be the show, and uh, go with it. And next next week on our podcast, you guys will be able to watch um, it all play out. And Glenn is going to come in fourth place. That's not it's not not going to come based in fourth place. on two things: one, his shitty roster, and two, his poor ability of playing it will be the show. Yeah, I think skill is going to come into this. Then um, we should simulate so. it. Then, if we want a true test of which roster is the best, we should sim the games. Fine, no, okay. we can watch a sim three in a game and commentate it. Are we going to do a bracket or are we going to do round robin? I would say I round know. robin. I, I think you just are all haters and you guys are going to be so pissed when I win. I think simulation would be the most fair. I don't know what your big problem is. All I said was Nolan Arenado is a better pick than Anthony Rendon, and I just got absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Because I, I don't can't know. trust your judgment, judgment now that you're picking You picked Arenado too. You picked Arenado too. I'm about Glaber. If You're I was picking a shortstop, I'd pick Lindor. I, okay, I don't know if Glaber's the best shortstop in the game. He's my favorite player. Is he the best shortstop in baseball? I don't know yet. That's not what I'm saying. He hasn't played, short, he hasn't played, a, he hasn't but, played shortstop a full year. But I, I would still have him over bias. Can we go to the next position, please, before I lose my brain cells? Even you can start us off. Go All ahead. right, so we're going to left field, I'm assuming? Go ahead. Yeah, yes. yeah I know where you're taking. Acuna. I have Acuna, too, and left. I, I do, too. I that guy. What a Scott, do you have him also? I do not. Okay, well, you're a fraud. Acuna at left <laughs> field is an unbelievable spark plug. Let me tell you about this guy. I'm a huge Acuna fan. He could be top five favorite baseball player almost ever. Not actually, but I'm just getting excited here. You're going to make dude, me change my pick just to spite you. I don't really care what you have to say. You don't understand. So Acuna is an absolutely unbelievable baseball player. He's at the ripe old age of 21 years old. He's only going to get better. And to Tyler's point, he's proven himself in the postseason by being clutch, hitting big home runs in the bottom of the ninth inning uh, when he 
prove that uh, what's his face is a little bitch. Carlos Martinez is a little bitch. Yeah, Martinez. If you're watching this, you're a little bitch. He's my relief pitcher, by the way. What? No, I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was going to use every single bully token for the rest of the way just to wait <laughs> for the closer position. Um, but no, he uh, he's proven himself in big moments. And he hits for high average, high power. He can steal bases. He's got a hell of an arm out there in the outfield. And he can catch up to any ball that hit his way. Sign me up. Acuna Hall of Fame 2021. Agreed. I don't know where I was going with this, but Acuna for president. So we got three Hall of Fame 2021. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm just getting excited and riled up. I love Acuna. Either of you guys have uh, anything to say about Acuna before I go? I love Acuna. I, he's an all-star, silver slugger, 280, 41, 101. Slugging percentage was 518, 365 slugging. Um, and he's a 324 postseason batting average. Hard not to go with Acuna at this point. Plus, he's young. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. as well. Another guy who's going to torch my Phillies for the next decade plus. Uh, Great player. Um, I went with the other 21-year-old outfielder from the National League East in uh, Juan Soto. You're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a tough time the next decade with these two guys. It's going to be rough. And he's the guy when I mentioned I have people that I hate on my team. It's Juan Soto. I hate Juan Soto. It's mainly because he's phenomenal at baseball. He has torched the Phillies. Um, It pained me to watch the Nationals win the World Series last year. But in that World Series, he hit 333, slugged 438, uh, or on base 438, and slugged 741 in the World Series against the Houston Astros, against two of the best pitchers. I'm trying. Against the two pitchers in Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Um, he hit three home runs in that series and had seven RBIs. He probably could have won World Series MVP, um, but he did not. He's 21, turning 22 years old. I also wrote down um, that at-bat against Josh Hader in the wild card game. Uh, huge spot there, lefty on lefty, bases loaded. They were down 3-1, um, ripped a fastball into right field. I mean – there was an error on the play um, that let them go ahead, but still, it, it really was wasn't a huge... an error. It was more of like a bad bounce. Yeah, it, it was a it was an odd play, but he smoked that ball into right field, um, and he's he's now the heart and soul of the Washington Nationals. Uh, last two years, they've lost Bryce Harper and uh, Anthony Rendon. Both have left. He is now the guy. He is that team. Um, I, I, as much as I hate him, it's hard for me to not put him in left field. So we got three Acunas and a Soto in yep. left field. So moving on to center, do we all have we Mike could Trout? We probably skip center. Yeah, yeah we Mike I, Trout. I, Mike Trout. That's it's, it. Okay. The so only let's, let's, all, let's all say something nice about Mike Trout real quick. I just want to see more play. I was going to knock him. Oh, okay. What's, a, what's a Mike Trout's career postseason stats? Oh, uh, he's batting 083, uh, okay. one for 12. So, Tyler, based season. on your, you know, analysis, saying that three to five games is enough of a sample size. Yeah, you I, can't pull this argument on you're my You're being track. unfair you to Nolan Arenado. No, if you're you gonna, can't. If you're you, gonna have you, my you simply cannot do that. Next. It's, yeah, it's Mike Trout. No. All right. Okay. If you want to hate on me, then let me start off with right field because I'm going Go with George Springer here. Um, Boom! Career Honorable 330. Mention. 
not right. 339 not, not World right. Series average. Yeah, seven home trash runs cans. in 14 games. Because they're wearing they're wires. If they're cheat Look, for me too. they're not cheating every single game of the regular season, I'll tell you that. Yes, and he are. led. He, How no do way. you know? You don't know I don't shit. know. I just don't like that. None of us know Look, anything. I don't want to give these guys credit, but this guy led the league in leadoff homers. I just there's something about George Springer that I like. I don't like Jose Altuve. I do not like Carlos Correa. I do not like Alex Bregman. But there's something about George Springer. He's not arrogant. What? What? what not what? arrogant. I don't Are know. You sure? I don't know, man. I fuck him. What? Regardless, <laughs> he's he's part of the team, um, which is fine. And the hate is all right. Look, I'm not happy with what the Ashers did. And I have here in my notes unpopular opinion, but I'm comfortable with it. And that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm you leaving think he's it the, at he George is the Springer. right fielder? He was my honorable mention. I got Yelich. So do I. God I, damn it. Two-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, 329 batting average last year, 44 home runs, 97 RBIs, on-base percentage of 429, 671 slugging. What else do I got here? OPS 1.1. So Plus, he, what's, he, I'm pretty sure he's good in the postseason. I don't have that in front of me. I mean, he, he, he brought his team to game seven of the NLCS two years ago. So he's a guy that can perform in the playoffs. So he's who I have. I mean, yeah, he's an ultra talented guy. Um, since moving to Milwaukee, his numbers have gone through the roof. Um, that could be attributed to uh, the stadiums, you know, Miami, big ballpark, not a lot of homers other than outside of John Carlos Stanton. Milwaukee, more of a place where the ball flies, but the guy is insane. He hits, he can steal bags. Defense isn't his strong suit, but when you're hitting 44 homers, who really cares if you can't really play the field? He's playing right field anyway. doesn't really matter. I just want to make another cast. So none of us have Mookie bets. No. And Yelich wasn't even my pick. Yelich also. I just want to make another quick point here. And, I feel silly not having Cody Bellinger in my lineup, but what I'm going to pull here and well, might not be popular. You can't switch. No, no. Cody Bellinger. You got to stick with your guy. I am sticking with my guy. Oh my I'm, I'm, I'm explaining why I don't have Bellinger in here and why Glenn, I feel silly. Up. As talented of a ball player he is, 178 in seven series. He's 24 for 135. You really are One, obsessed with postseason stats. Five obsessed. for 44 in the playoffs. Is that not a big enough sample size for you? Five for 44? That's pretty that's, – that's a lot of plays. This isn't a, we're not making a team for a playoff run. We're making it for one game. All right, well, series. speaking of Cody That's a big Bellinger. difference. At that speaking rate, he's going to get a hit one out of ten times, which means you're going to bank on him getting point three hits, maybe point five hits in that game. And that's not you're putting way too much stock. Just speaking, of, for me. speaking of Cody Bellinger, I'm going to have him as my DH and that's how I'll segue into that. He's my DH. Uh, I didn't, I didn't make Wait, he, right you, can you be it. respectful to Scott, please? Oh, I thought he said Yelich. He just explained. No, Yelich. He I just mean, said that Yelich wasn't his pick. Was not my pick. Do you pay attention my, to this show? I got, no. I got my Homer pick here. I'm taking Bryce Harper. I love, you need, you need your one Homer. I, I love him. Um, you know, his numbers might not indicate Stuck. he's the world's greatest player. His numbers indicate that he's extremely overrated. I would disagree. He had a phenomenal year last year. Um, his MVP season in 2015 is arguably one of the greatest seasons in recent history. The guy, 
I, I just think he, he's another one of those guys where he's just – he's a gamer. He's going to go out there and he's going to bust his ass. Uh, he's going to run a hard 90 down to first base if he grounds out the second base. So I'm going to go with him in right field. It's probably not the most popular pick. Um, he's, uh, he's not – I'll admit it. He's not the best player, um, but he plays baseball hard. He plays the right way, um, and I want him in my lineup. Listen, I'll give I'll give you your homer pick. I'm not gonna hate you. <laughs> so Cash, who's your DH? Cody Bellinger. But Tyler already knocked him down, but he's my guy. He's my DH. Right. My DH oh you know, please, I'm sorry. Explain Bellinger more. No, I mean uh, it, Scott really covered it when he played first base. When he had him in first base, I just wanted him in the lineup. That sweet lefty swing. Um yeah, he's not had great numbers in the postseason so far, but, you know, he's a better player now than he was in those 44 at-bats. And um, I think a player has always got an opportunity to improve his postseason numbers. Um, and eventually, he, I think he's going to win a World Series. So um, he's going to get a lot more games in uh, in the postseason. So I think that it'll be okay. And uh, he'll, he'll win me my game seven when I, when I mercy rule Glenn's team. What, you really just hate me. Not Tyler's team, not you. Scott's team. Well, I think they put me. together nice rosters. I don't think you did. Okay. Well, you know what? Whatever. My DH, I'm going to go with my guy. Uh, Aaron Judge is my DH. Um, the only thing that holds Aaron Judge back is himself and his health. But if we're talking about one game and he's healthy, there's no one else I'd rather have in my lineup than Aaron Judge. Guy's a stud. Guy comes up clutch. He has some, a number of big postseason home runs. His two I have a question for you. I have a question for you. All seriousness. Like, I'm not trying to bust your balls. Okay. But – uh. Well, I mean, I am, but he's not a better right fielder to you than Kristen Yelich. You know what? I didn't even think of that. Um, I just put Yelich. I could, it could flip flop easily. There's not one reason why I put Yelich in right and then Judge a DH. There wasn't a reason why. I like Yelich, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Yelich is a pretty shitty fielder. Yeah, his I wouldn't, defense say, I wouldn't go as far as shitty. The worst. Listen, I didn't. Game. I didn't like think. I didn't put. Yelich in the field thing. Oh, I think Yelich is better right fielder. I just well, when you play MLB the show, you know you have to put Yelich in right field. That, that's totally fine. I'll roll the dice with that cash. I hope he makes an error. Okay, I great. so badly hope he makes an error. So Judge is my DH. There's no reason why I didn't put him in the field. That's just the way my mind put him in. Um, two-time All Star, 272 batting average and limited action, 27 home runs, 55 RBIs. Again, his health is his number one downfall. But in one game, I, any everyone should want Aaron Judge in their lineup. So that's my Ty, go ahead. I'm with Glenn. I'm not gonna really uh I'm not gonna push this any further. So I uh I actually stuck true to the uh the DH position. I did not stick uh uh Aaron Judge or a, a random, you know, player into my DH spot. I stuck with uh Nelson Cruz, um a guy who DHs for the Minnesota Twins, has been a DH for the last I don't know, six, seven, eight years. Um, I looked up his stats today. Sneaky, sneaky, really good stats. Career 277 hitter, 346 on base, 527 slugging, 401 career home runs. Um, and then what really, you know, jumped into my mind was that 2011 World Series as a member of the Texas Rangers. A couple of huge hits um, for the Rangers um, to keep that game going. Um, but then he also, since moving on from the Rangers, 
he's gone on. He played in Baltimore, was huge for them in the postseason. Um, his home run numbers have gone up as he's gotten older, which he's 39 years old now, and he's he hit 41 home runs last year in Minnesota. Since leaving Texas in 2007, he hasn't hit less than 37 home runs. That guy's a huge stick to have in your bat. Uh, it's huge. Wow, that's terrible. A huge stick to have in your lineup. Um, can't play a lick of defense at this point, but the guy just rakes. So um, have him consistently driving in runs, hitting the ball over the fence in my lineup here in this game seven. Um, I would I would trust Nelson Cruz. Now, uh, Cruz, remember in 2011, was actually in right field. He was actually playing the field, and he kind of dogged it on that freeze triple that tied the game yep. in game six. So if they had a real right fielder out there at that point, then that's a routine fly ball, and the Rangers win the World Series. So I can't blame you for picking Nelson Cruz because you're kind of the only one that played by the rules here and stuck with someone who's actually a DH. And you think about the DHs, who else is in there? You got Stan. I don't think any of us are picking Stan. You know, one Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Um, who else is out there? There's, there's not a guy that's really labeled as a DH. Yeah, like, it's more of a fluid situation right now at DH. Yeah, you don't have a David Ortiz or uh, mm-hmm. Edgar Martinez, guys that are legendary de- uh, designated hitters. Because you really now in today's day and age where everyone's getting taken care of, getting days off all the time, especially your catcher twice a week, it's important to have that DH open so you could play around and have more flexibility with your lineup. It's the way it is. Exactly. So we're really losing the true DH, as you said, Ortiz, Edgar Martinez, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is probably the last of its kind going forward. Yeah, it's a dying breed. You, you want to keep that you know, spot in your lineup open for those days off. Um, so you can slide a Stanton and a judge in and out of the, you know, the field, um, keep their legs a little more rested. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going Nelson Cruz, sticking to my guns, the 39-year-old old man, uh, closing out my, uh, my starting lineup. Cash? Cash? I already said I had Bellinger. And then me and Tyler have Judge. Yep. All right, All right last position, closer. Who's closing out game seven for you guys? Josh Hader. I also went with Josh Hader. I mean, nice. look, 1.64 ERA. It's a small sample size, but that's his postseason ERA. He blew the save against Washington um, to send Washington on. You really but- pick and choose with the sample size, don't you? <laughs> you really what? love to use the sample size to whatever fits your narrative, don't you? You can't see it here, but my Excel files name, my, the name of my Excel file is called Tyler's Game to Win, or Tyler's Team to Win Game <laughs> 7 of the World Series. That doesn't, doesn't say Glenn's. So no, but you know. jump on me for picking Arenado because you, you say know, he has a bad sample size I in actually, the postseason. And then for I your reliever, you're like, oh, he has a good. It's not right. It's not right. It's I, a double I actually standard. agree with Glenn Look, here. The, all right. So the, to be honest, no, let me defend myself here because the closer position. Not going to change my mind. So who else would you put out there? And I know what you're going to say that is a closer today. You think you know me. That is a viable Don't closer. <laughs> and he has a sample size worthy of competing with a guy that's as talented as Josh Hader. Now, he blew the save against Washington, but arguably they shouldn't have lost that game in that inning. It was Trent Grisham's fault in right field. 
so I don't know. Look, that game Listen, could have played I out love Josh Hader. I think he's a great but, reliever. I think he's one of the top three relievers in the game. And I would love to have him on the mound in Game 7 of the World Series. I'm just saying, yeah. you saying that Arenado has a bad sample size, it has weight, and then uh, but because there's Hader's sample size doesn't hold weight. There's other options. And I'm not going to blow somebody else's pick because I know this guy that I'm going to compare it to. I'll, I'll come back to it afterwards. But right. I want to let everybody else speak first on it because I know he's going to pop up eventually. But somebody else go ahead, and then we'll circle back. How's that? I, I have a, a very unconventional pick. Um, I, I struggled with closer. We've actually seen the last couple of years in the postseason, starting pitchers have been the ones to come in out of the bullpen in relief and close out a lot of big games. Charlie Morton did it for uh, the Astros in 16. Um, Strasburg came out of the bullpen a couple times. I think Scherzer came out of the bullpen a couple times. Um, so I actually I, – I went with the Phillies closer, Hector Neris. It's probably not the best pick. But the guy's been really, really good in save situations. Uh, I struggled with it. I didn't want to go Chapman, um, mainly because of game seven of the World Series against the Indians. He blew that game. Year. He's struggled. He Chapman <laughs> uh, on a trash can. You know, Altuve hit the hit the big home run off of him yeah, last but year. He, did, still he was wearing a wire. He did hang a slider. Um, no, Tyler has see. Springer in the lineup. I know. Um, I was talking to Tyler. Um, I didn't hear what you said. Craig Kimbrell's not Craig Kimbrell anymore. I guess he could have gone like Roberto Ozuna on the Astros, but he's the got his off his the wife. field. Yeah, he's got his off the field issues. So, you know, I'm not going to put him on my team. So I went with Naris. It's probably not the best pick, but. I'll go with him. So, Cash, Glenn? Cash, you want to go first? Uh, I did say hater. I don't think people listen to me when I speak. But I oh, yeah, you hater. did. You said hater. Okay, so it's my turn. Um, I went on conventional as well. Um, this is the best reliever that nobody ever really talks about in San Diego, Kirby Yates. I like that pick a lot. 1.19 ERA in 60 games, 41 saves, 101 strikeouts. You guys really don't think about this guy. Former Yankee Kirby Yates in 2016 with the Yankees. I have this in front of me. He had a 5.23 ERA. Beautiful. And then a couple years later, now he has 1.19. So, guys, absolutely electric. Nobody really thinks about him because he's out in San Diego. Team's not really that good yet. I think they're on the rise, but they're not there yet. Um, he was ninth in the Cy Young voting last year as a reliever. So yep. Kirby Yates is closing down the ninth inning for me. All right. All right. So I want to circle back here now. Um, so all right, you, you're coming at me for my, my sample size argument here. But my two guys here, um, and I like your Kirby Yates pick a lot. I'm not going to knock that whatsoever. Um, I don't have him in my honorable mention over here. I did have him typed in, but I did delete it. Um, but it was between Hader and Chapman. And just as if I wasn't a Yankee fan, the Chapman would probably be the pick consistent with my sample size argument here. But I I just don't trust the guy in the game seven. Like he he gets it done. He's completely capable of being shut down, but I just do not trust a Chapman to come in here and and get the job done in the ninth inning. He gets wild. He can load the bases. He can give you a scare here. And I just think Josh Hader has, a lot more control, um, and it might have his the lack of a sample size might honestly be better in this situation for my mental health in this situation. 
because I don't have flashbacks to come back I don't to. Know what you're talking about? <laughs> I don't I have, have no flash. Idea. You're going in circles here. What do you mean? I your don't mental, have flash. Your mental health get involved here. If if I'm the manager of this team, managing my game seven team, which we're in currently right now, I don't have flashbacks or any reservations of anything Josh Hader has really done in the past. I mean, he's he did blow the save against Washington, but he's got half the ERA that Chapman has, and he's got arguably better stuff at this point in his career. So I'm that that's my reasoning behind that pick and deviating from my sample size. So you're going by yeah, pure listen. talent. For relief, wait, I mean, oh my gosh, you're going by relief. You're going by pure talent for your relief. Yeah, because right? there's there's not much else. Not for third base. I mean, it's it's not really like it's the same argument. I I look, I see exactly your point. Right. But in I terms actually of agree a, with Glenn here. That's that hurts, but I do agree with Glenn. No, it's a fair point. I completely see your side of the argument here. But again, it is my team. Um, but no, I. Look, I think Hader has better stuff at this point, and Chapman scares me. That's really what it comes down to. Gut feeling you want to put a guy out there to get three outs. Tyler, i got to be honest with you. Every time Chapman comes into the game uh, for the Yankees, I really feel like they're going to lose. So I I have zero faith in Chapman. I really do. It's sad. But, like, we took Mariano Rivera for granted in the worst way. I mean, he came in and, you know. That guy did not get taken for granted. Can you just let me make my fucking point? Yeah, but like, we didn't take him for granted. What I'm guys, saying, you know, what I'm saying is, I Chapman, appreciated Mariano. Maybe Chapman, you didn't. Can you shut up and let me speak? All right, Chapman is an unbelievable closer. He's got great numbers to support it, and he's probably a future Hall of Famer. With that said, we still don't have the the calmness that we had when Mariano came into the game. No. My grandmother actually used to turn but nobody to does. be like, she'd be like, that's it. Yankees win. Mariano's in game over. It's over. We can go eat dinner now. You can't do that with Chapman. But who can you do that with though? I really think that um, Brewers fans could do it with Hater. I'm not sure. I, I think, think that Padres fans could do it with Yates. We're comparing apples to oranges here. We're comparing guys that are unproven to a hall of fame, if not the I'm not loser comparing in MLB the two history pitchers. up there with Trevor I'm not, I'm not comparing the two pitchers. I'm comparing the situations. Okay? What I'm saying, I'm not comparing Chapman and Rivera either. But nobody's going to give you that piece of the, mind. That's Rivera the is the greatest of all time, and I don't think it's up for dis- discussion. Okay? But what I'm saying is that I, I realize nobody's going to give me the piece of mind like Mo. Nobody ever will. Ever again. But there sh- I shouldn't be concerned that the Yankees are going to lose every time the closer comes in. Exactly. I, I agree. And that, that there should be s- at least some sort of calmness. Here. There should be some sort of idea where, like, hey, we got this one in the bag. Chapman comes in. No. I-, I just don't feel it. And his numbers don't prove that. His numbers prove that he comes in, he does the job more times than not. But for whatever reason, I don't have that faith. I've just seen it happen too many times to put him out there in a game seven when I have the, when I have free reign to pick anybody else that I want. So like Josh Hader, there you go. Now just, I'm going to defend Chapman for a second because in 2016 game seven, he gives up the home run to Davis. Fine. That's not good. But what he did afterwards words was just absolutely amazing. Like he was running on fumes. He didn't have the fastball anymore. So he just went slider after slider after slider, slider. And he got out of it. 
And I think that's something worth noting. I, I mean, he's Chat- not going to make um, every. I mean, you're making it sound like Chapman's a bum. He's not. He's one I'm of the not, top. That's no, not my he's point here. What I'm saying is, he can come in and if he gives up a three-run bomb and they and they tie the game in the bottom of the ninth, that doesn't shock me. You know, if Mariano were to do, or if Josh Hader were to give up a three-run bomb, I would be relatively uh, shocked. I'm going to do Scott. What are your here? thoughts here on the reliever? Wall Scott talks. I I, I agree. Um, Chapman definitely uh, does terrify me. He's got electric stuff, if not the best stuff as a relief pitcher in the game. 100 mile an hour plus fastball and that slider is disgusting. Um, he's he's ultra talented, but he does scare you. Um, I strayed away from Hader because of the Juan Soto situation. In that game, he didn't have his fastball. He That at bat before Soto came up, he walked Rendon on five pitches. He got into a 3-0 count. He threw Rendon a fastball right down the middle in a spot where he knew Rendon wasn't going to swing. Um, then Rendon fouled off another fastball. Um, and then he completely missed out of the zone. He had no command whatsoever in that game. Um, I think Kirby Yates is a phenomenal closer. He had an amazing year last year with the 41 saves, but his track record isn't quite there yet. He's a he was a journeyman before getting to San Diego. He's had two good years um, out there the last uh, two seasons. It's a tough position. Uh, we talk about – we thought for a while baseball was going to go into this revolution of bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. We saw it with the Royals when they won the World Series. Their formula was – their starters went, you know, five innings. Then they brought in Greg Holland, um, Kelvin Herrera, and Wade Davis. And we thought that was going to be the future of baseball. But in the postseason, we've seen it the last couple of years where you can't always rely on these relief pitchers. Um, they get it, They get put into, you know, pressure spots. And it's a lot to live up to on a consistent basis. Just so to have somebody like a Mariana Rivera is, you know, a real treat. To have a guy like Trevor Hoffman is a treat. The Phillies had it the one year in 08 with Brad Lidge. He went 48 for 48, I think, in saves in the regular season. And then he added six more on in the postseason. He was phenomenal. But then you don't have – you. there's never consistency out of the bullpen. So that's why I struggled um, with my selection. I kind of just went with my hometown guy. Yeah. All right. So – I just looked up stats, and as a closer, I think that WHIP is a very important statistic because it's a breakdown of walks and hits per innings pitched, and closers pitch traditionally one inning. Chapman, for the last three seasons, has had a WHIP over one. Last season, be and for his career as well, um, last season being a 1.1, um, which is a little worrisome for me because – as good as he is, he lets up a runner on base every single inning on average. And when you're coming in to close a game that's close, when in a game where you can have one swing of the bat put runs on the board, that scares me. Now, he doesn't give up the home runs, but the possibility is there. Um, extra base hits, he does give up. Hater, on the other hand, can anybody guess what Hater's uh, whip has been? No. Last year. Under one. Well, it is under one. Um, point, point six. 
no, point, point eight, point six would be unbelievable. But a point eight, I mean, and that's a big difference because, look, it, it's it's a matter of point three. He lets up a third, I mean, a third of a runner less per inning, which is, we know baseball where a third is a very key number here um, in a lot of statistics where you get on base a third of the time. I mean, maybe not on base, but if you hit for average about a third of the time, you're great. And and that's the difference here in, in this statistic. I, I don't know. It's I just feel like that's a little bit of a backup to my argument there. I might have not accentuated that as, as well as I would have liked to, but yeah, I, that's just something that I like to look at and give you a little look into the Chapman scare factor compared to Josh Hader. I also think it's we just see Chapman every day and we see him at his best and at his worst. It's true. So that's what gives us pause. So that's that's it. We went through all it. of our players. That's that it. Was fun. I had a good time. Um, so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna punch them all into MLB the show, yep. and we're gonna see who comes out on top. All right. It sounds like a obvious. Play. Obviously, I think I'm gonna win because I think I have the best roster. But it's all right. <laughs> Watch Hector Nares blow it in the ninth for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be brutal. It'll be just like I'm watching a Phillies game. <laughs> Wonderful. So do we have any final thoughts before we uh, sign off? No, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Thanks for uh, entertaining my idea here uh, as we go through the phase of no baseball, doing something a little different, you know, was enjoyable tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. This was good. I think we should do more little games like this. Um, I, I do have one more notable mention. All right. Honorary mention. Let's hear it. Martin Figueroa of the Sussex County Miners. Now he's in the Cardinals. Right. Mute him. In the Cardinals. And that Mute has him. been this episode of – No, no, no. no. Hold on. Done. Hold on. If We're you're, done. It's if over. Pull, no, shut up. I'm going to speak. If you're going to pull all the uh, postseason numbers, and I'm going to pull my postseason numbers. This is down, irrelevant. This is so no, irrelevant. Down okay. three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, and he hits a walk-off three-run run, three run home run to win the championship, and you're going to tell me that's irrelevant? It tell is. me when he does it in a game. That's exactly what I'll do. I'm Amazing moment, but tell me when he does it in the MLB. I'm taking Figgy. Figgy, I got your back. For what? Where are you taking him? You're gonna put ten guys on the field? We're not playing rovers here, Cash. <laughs> Who are you taking out for Figgy? Yeah, come I, on. I put him on honorable mention. You guys all had honorable mentions. I didn't have any. That's my one honorable mention. Okay, fair. I don't think it's fair, but we'll we'll uh, we'll proceed. Fine. You're an idiot. Not fair. <sighs> Thank you. But and whatever. with that, <laughs> um, my final thought is that Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman, and you can't tell me otherwise. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying in this in a one game playoff, Anthony Rendon fit my lineup the best at third base. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Base Hit Ball Four. Catch us again next week. I, I enough with the minors, Cash. Uh, for Alex Cashman, Tyler Blumensick, and Scott Roswell. My name's Glenn Negris. See you next week.